0: Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Hello, we are so happy to connect with you today on the Finding Harmony podcast. We have a really fun episode for you. We had no idea where this episode was going when we decided to sit down and meet with a lovely human, Rachel White, who is an Australian-born author, speaker, coach, and she's a Jean Keyes guide. This is something Russell and I jumped on and thought it'd be so fun to explore. We looked up our own gene key chart and started asking all kinds of questions. And Rachel started off as an accountant and so she has a special unique connection with numbers and the deeper meaning of numbers. And after leaving accounting, she dove into Really, self expression, connecting more deeply with her creativity and her creative impulses. And she's written several books children's books, poetry books. And we're meeting to talk with her about her newest book called A Tapestry of Creation. It's Rachel's mission in life to help women connect with their true essence and bring about a unique expression of creativity in their life. And she helps to coach women on writing their own stories and their own book and publishing their own books as well. So this is a super fun interview. We had such a great time. I know you're gonna love it. Of course, there's so much humor in exploring these gene keys, but also some really interesting insights. And we had a lot of fun. understanding where these gene keys came from, and using Ra- Rachel's expertise in understanding and explaining each of these different keys. We Obviously, we don't look at all of them. I think there's 64 of them, but we look at some of them as they related to us and understanding um, our charts. And you could also look up your gene key chart and kind of look at what your numbers are and what those mean as we go through and of course you can always contact rachel to get a deeper reading or insight into your own personal chart but i know you're going to love this she's also a yoga teacher and has studied ayurveda as well as life coaching and you know has done many programs um, bringing all these different aspects of healing health creativity yoga and coaching into um, all the things that she offers. So I think you're going to enjoy sitting down with Rachel and us today, and I can't wait to get started. So let's get going. Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Harmony, and I'm here with Russell Case.
1: Harmony. Oh, dear. (laughs) I, you know, it just strikes me, how many episodes in are we? Um, over 150. Over 150 now. And it's just, it's amazing to me because the the name of the show is the the Finding Harmony podcast and its theme is, you know. Finding
0: Harmony in Everyday
1: Life. Yeah, and I I live with you, of course, but (laughs) most, it's just amazing to me at how universal that experience is, that there's some sort of. There's conflict or chaos or or mm. despair in someone's life, and then they they find a way to find harmony and you know sort of unify themselves and then they come on the show, yeah, so nice right It's really cool. <laughs> I think you have anothers another someone like that, another unique I do. personality for I us do. who'd you find for us? I
0: have the ever lovely Rachel White from Australia. <laughs> She's an author, a speaker, and a coach, and she has a book called "Tapestry of Creation."
1: Hi, Rachel.
0: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, oh, well, we're
1: really happy to connect with you, and uh, Harmony, you've got some kind of intro. Can I read this intro? It's one of my—I love to read the intros okay. about people <laughs> uh, An introduction. I, I'm, I'm just, there's a lot of curiosity here for me on a lot of these, these words that I've never heard before. Rachel White is an Australian author, coach, and gene keys guide. She holds space for you to embrace your creative nature and share your creative expression, supporting many clients to write their first book, bring their creations to life, and know themselves more deeply through the cosmic coding of their gene keys. That's amazing. I would I would love to know myself.
0: And you also wanted to know what gene keys were. Well, I'd love to know
1: myself more deeply through the cosmic coding of gene keys.
0: Yeah, let's go there. How can you help him?
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Many people have tried.
2: Okay, well, to start with what the Jing Keys are, um, so the Jing Keys is a framework that was founded by Richard Rudd and it's built from the roots of the I Ching, human design, astrology um, and other ancient frameworks. And it basically maps out a profile that correlates to different planetary objects that imprints your storyline at the time that you were born so when you look at your uh, profile you have these gene keys which are your story codes for how your life is designed to play out in certain realms of your life so for example the first Point on the map or the profile is your life's work. So you get a gene key that holds codes for the storyline you move through in the realm of your life's work. And each gene key has a shadow, a gift, and a city, which is the journey Mm -hmm. that you move through. And there's 64 different gene keys, and everyone has a unique sequence. So it's like your cosmic imprint for the storyline you're designed to live.
1: Is it too late for me to change that number that I got? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you need to look up your profile and you'll probably resonate with with what you see there <laughs>
1: how, how
0: can we
2: find out what our gene keys are yeah so if you just go to the gene keys website which is genekeys.com, they have mm-hmm. in like the main menu, you'll see free profile and you just enter your birth detail. So it's based on the like where the planets were at the time you were born and also 88 days before you were born. Um, and oh. you'll see your free profile. You'll see the numbers and the codes that you have and then there are many resources to kind of explore it yourself like there's a very big textbook style book to go through it <laughs> or you can work with someone like me and I can simplify it all for you and get straight yeah, to the point of your program. I think that
0: sounds better I don't have time to read a big book <laughs> Well, <laughs> I have too many books that I already are on my my pile of books to read. So I'm gonna look you up and and well, get some
2: Yeah, definitely. What
1: I'd, what I'd like to, to know if you don't mind, and this is maybe a too too personal question, do you do you remember where you were when you had your first gene key done and what did it say?
2: Yeah, so it was early twenty twenty. And I remember just seeing the book in someone that I followed, um, like on Instagram, and immediately I was like, oh my God, I have to know all about this. And I was already very into like astrology, personality types, all those kind of things. Um, so it was kind mm-hmm. of just like a, a brand new world. And I remember like the first thing I looked at was my like activation sequence, which is your core four codes and the mm-hmm. shadows that i had were so like in my life's work my shadow was selfishness and another one in my evolution was like purposelessness um arrogance and um fantasy were like my shadows so i remember it was you know a little a little confronting to kind of face these things and to see how they were playing out but it was also really freeing and liberating to see that the gifts are always within the shadow like the shadow of arrogance is part of the journey to fully embrace the gift of leadership and the like the shadow of selfishness is part of the story to be the fully like altruistic person in my life's work that I'm designed to be um so yeah it's a little confronting but it's also really like It's like, oh, like that makes sense. That's why I've always struggled with that. And this is actually the gift and the beautiful thing about it that is within me. And that is a part of that.
0: That's amazing. And so I'm curious because you are a writing coach and you help people bring their own stories out and publish their, you know, first book or maybe second book, um, What – did this, like, spur you into um, wanting to explore kind of narrative a bit more and, like, personal narrative?
2: Yeah, so I feel like the – like, the common undercurrent of all the work I do is creativity and storytelling – And I wrote my first book in 2019 before I had discovered the Jinkies, but the Jinkies goes very deeply into like unique flavors of creativity and like the stories of those codes. So that definitely um, gave me a new lens and perspective around like the the stories that we move through um, in life and like how sometimes they're just part of our cosmic coding and not necessarily something we have full control over. And I just think that everyone has such a beautiful story and such like a unique sequence of challenges and that they've moved through and, and gifts and um, funny moments and beautiful moments and all of that. And I really, I really love to help like pull that out of people. And like another thing about the Jinkies is that, um, you know, we have our unique sequence, but also we are connected to all 64 of the jinkies because we're connected to all people and we're connected to the whole cosmos and so it gives us kind of the backdrop of all the interweaving storylines throughout the world and in my book tapestry of creation like I talk a lot about like there's a lot of little sprinkles of like jinkies coding within it Mm,
1: amazing well I have to say that that being married to Harmony the way that I am I I always sort of have my uh birth time in my back pocket for things because she <laughs> she throws <laughs> things at me all the time and and there is always involves you know what time of, of day I was born as so as it turns out my uh my gene key is number 3 and um, well, your life's work? One, oh. for my my life's work yeah as uh, one of the most mutative people on the planet i can tell you just that sentence not not really you know understanding what that is it resonates right away mutative is uh, certainly <laughs> how i define myself you're a mutant no no as i uh <laughs> adjust to people around me and um pick up on their vibration
2: yeah. And like with the third jin so like that's the gift of innovation and the the shadow there is chaos. So it's about uh-huh. like, you know, in, in the shadow frequency, <laughs> there, there may be like a lot of chaos, but it's like when you move through the chaos and accept it and embrace it, you see the coherence, which will always translate into this playful creativity that just naturally innovates and adds to existing things in the world. Um, so that's a really cool oh. gene key to have in your life's work. Do you see? So in the profile, there's a gene key and then there's like a dot like a decimal point and then a number after. Do you do you see oh. the number after the decimal point for your life's work? Oh.
1: Um, I see gene key. It's okay if you don't, but <laughs> three. And then gene key fifty is my evolution. And there's my radiance mm-hmm. here. Oh, it's up here. Like, oh, did sword. you find it? Yeah, it's
0: in that chart.
1: Oh, it's three point six. <laughs> Look at us okay, yeah. all over this so website. Then, My God.
2: So the gene key is three and then the six, after, the number after the decimal point is your line number. So like having oh. the line six, it's like you're here to change the way people think is like part of your life's work in the world. Oh, um, that's how is, I got is really cool. <laughs> it is trying to think that I could
1: – Change, change the, the way, way people think. think yeah i got into <laughs> yeah that was in i because i was married when i was in england and they really didn't like that
0: mm. <laughs> they like to stay in their <laughs> own fixed ideas
1: Have you, if you've ever been there you'll know what i mean oh. so, i i want
0: to know yeah. about um sorry to, to no no we we're talking about me now no we're <laughs> we're gonna shift over to me now.
1: oh you were born in Cal Canada.
0: Yeah. But it says mine is fifteen point two, my life's
1: work. Fifteen. Fifteen point two. What does that mean?
0: And it says fluorescence, so, magnetism, dullness, and line two, dancer. I don't know what that means, but yeah, it, so I resonate with that. Having called. the
2: line two in your life's work is that like you're here to change the way people move um like line twos are the people who are just naturally good at everything very like versatile and just like easily transition so it's like your life's work is about helping people transition between things like move with more flow and Mm -hmm. more grace and like the 15th jinky the gift is magnetism like is is a really beautiful it's like the gift where you just like naturally glow so I feel like it pairs very well with that second line and when you're in your gift frequency you're just like truly a magnetic fluorescent glowing person that can really embrace the beauty of life and then the shadow which is like the challenge to move through to fully embrace that gift is to move through the dullness of life Like whenever life feels dull Jesus It's like calling Christ, you to see man. The beauty within it
1: oh.
2: <laughs> I love this This is no, amazing this is, It's a very like simplified explanation There is a lot of detail and depth behind them But
1: <laughs> No, it's a little too close to home It's
0: great But okay, so now I'm curious Because city is a Sanskrit word Right, which is like a power yeah. So Yeah,
2: so it's like how does the that play gift. into it? Oh, yeah, the so, divine gift. So the city, so how I imagine it is if you imagine like universal source, spirit, kind of whatever word you want to give to it, like the universe's energy, it mm-hmm. fractures into 64 different flavors. So the city is like the direct line to source or God energy. And so it's it is like your divine superpower, your divine gift. And then once it moves down in like it moves to a lower frequency so that it can come onto earth and that is the gift of how it plays out in our human life so the gift is channeling from the divine gift it's like the expression of the divine gift and then the shadow is when we go into a lower frequency and it it can become a distorted experience but it's all of the same thing
0: Mm. Mm. so how do you find out what your city
1: is? Well, it says your essence. So you got to go back. Yeah, up So it'll to it will say it. So the
2: so for the fifteenth Genki, the city is fluorescence, and the gift is oh, fluorescence. Um, magnetism. Fluorescence.
0: Okay, mm. I see. So that's what those little words mean. That's amazing. So you're for the three, it's innocence.
1: Innocence for yeah. life, for If I'm a three point six, and
0: innovation is
2: the.
1: My city is, is innocence. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's innocent in Innovation. the context
2: of the gene keys means like the like the innocence of a child like that playfulness because there is that innocence in the way the world is viewed that everything is pure and for our imagination to play with so the gene keys recontextualizes a lot of words so sometimes it doesn't mean what you may think it means like on the word alone
1: right because most people would refer to me as a kind of man child but that's not what you
2: mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no it does like that's the playful energy <laughs>
1: (laughs) 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 that is so amazing Uh, that's
0: so cool so so like as a as a client I would come to you and we would like explore these different elements and then you would help me to kind of like understand my path forward
2: is that is that how we'd work together
1: or work through my divorce
2: (laughs) or work through your past (laughs) trauma (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's many different ways to work through it. Like one of the things I love to do is to just focus on the gifts. And I do like this audio recording that is like basically just telling you all the beautiful, amazing things about yourself. But then we can also do that deeper dive (laughs) where we really go into the shadows and kind of unpack how they've played out, um, the challenges they've caused you throughout your life and how to really use that shadow energy creatively to move into your gift um and to you know live in that higher expression so depends how deep you want to go but yeah there's we can focus on like a whole sequence so there's the activation sequence which is like the core for your physical grounding in life and then there's the venus which goes into kind of the deeper emotional inner child um sacred wounding collective karma kind of Areas And Secret then there's the pearl branding. sequence, which is about prosperity and service in the world.
1: Oh. oh, I see that now. Yeah,
0: I like that. My pearl sequence, it, it's a 33.2.
1: Oh, yeah, I see that. In, the, revelation,
0: in the pearl yeah. Revelation, mindfulness, did you, but, no, did you actually
1: tap the pearl And recognition. Button?
0: No, I'm just looking at the chart and telling her what I see. Because I
1: have...
0: What do you have? I've, you have 17.5.
1: But that says pear.
0: Oh, that says pear. No, oh, You're, you're just missing an L.
1: No, you've got uh, no <laughs> L. I don't have an L. Mine just says pear. <laughs> but then if I go to Pearl oh. down there, and then I get...
0: Oh, you get like all this A whole,
1: 17.
0: Oh, it like makes a shape.
1: It makes a shape. I've got a triangle now between brand, vocation, culture, and pair pearl no i have pear
2: yeah it may be just like zoomed in so it might be it's definitely meant to say pearl (laughs) oh it is all right because that's the thing yeah so all the blue ones are the pearl sequence okay
0: so would that if it was like is revelation then the city and mindfulness the gift
1: well i've got yes farsightedness as a as a Ah. pearl
0: and so what would that mean
2: yeah, so for do you want to talk about the seventeenth or the thirty third first? Let's talk about thirty third point two. The no,
1: seventeenth is mine, though. Yeah, we'll save you for last. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> okay, so so the pearl sphere is mm-hmm. all about like the pearl of wisdom that you bring into the world, and something mm-hmm. like a gift you use in your highest service to the world, and something that's also connected to you um, releasing your highest prosperity in the world through service. And there's like, this is kind of like the last sphere in the sequence. So the rest of the profile kind of builds up to this point. So having the, um, 33rd, like with the gift of mindfulness, the, the gift of mindfulness is really about, you know, like it seems simple, like to having a gift to be mindful in life but when we look at the whole journey like the shadow is forgetting and so when you have this key, you can go through like these challenges of just like forgetting to be present forgetting to appreciate life forgetting who you are forgetting what's important like forgetting the sweetness and when you Mm -hmm. embrace that shadow of forgetting you move naturally into that gift of mindfulness so being mindful And present creates space for you to tap into your imagination, your creativity, and whatever else is connected to your high service in the world. And then that's like the pearl of wisdom that you bring to others. It's like you bring, you just naturally bring people out of when they forget to enjoy life and when they forget to be present. And the city of revelation is that like whenever you are mindful and whenever you are present, like high divine revelation will just... Drop into your mind, and like that is the gift you have in your mindfulness.
1: Wow, wow.
0: I feel like this is really resonating with me. It's a little freaky, Amazing. actually. <laughs>
1: you you seem to have a kind of um uh encyclopedic command of this material, Rachel. Are, are you, are you right? Like, well, I've been There's like, a lot of numbers here. A- <laughs>
2: I have, um, I've had a very like dedicated study since, you know, like 2021. So a few years now, um, and in my, like, before I went into my business and everything, I was an accountant. So I have a very like strong connection oh, right. to numbers and remembering. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: amazing.
1: That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. one, one thing that I've, um, that I've realized about myself is, is that you don't want to play the eighties. The Stranger Things version of uh, Trivia Pursuit with me, because I have memorized
0: <laughs> the '80s every
1: single <laughs> card from uh, from the Trivia Pursuit regarding the '80s, and it says here in my seventeen point five pearl that the what's that that That's, top one? The
0: city is omniscience. the city
1: is omniscience, and I think in mm-hmm. particular towards the '80s. <laughs> Because I don't, I remember everything like Oliver North, Madonna, uh, Iran, Contra that Scandal, all of that stuff. I remember all, omniscience means you you know all.
0: The shadow is opinion. Mm. I think that's, I think oh. that's bang on for you. What? <laughs> but
1: there's also so with The city yeah.
2: of like omniscience is about like basically like having the eye of God, like an open third eye where you do, you your gaze kind of sees all. We, how hmm. that translates into a human gift of farsightedness is that, so this is the gift where you kind of have this high capacity to zoom in and out. So you you see the whole picture, like the whole matrix of interconnected things, but then you have this like very strong gift of being able to zoom in on the tiny details and to see how it's all connected as well. So with that farsightedness, like you're seeing ahead where you are so it's kind of like the your eye knows where to rest its gaze like whether Mm -hmm. to look at the detail now or looking ahead because you see the whole picture as well as every detail within it so Hmm. and the the shadow of opinion is when um like when this becomes distorted to Almost like because you see so much, you can your mind can kind of become distorted in thinking you know everything and you become right. locked into your opinions and closed off to new information and um, act, it's kind of like your view becomes narrowed in because it's like this thought that I see so much that what I believe must be correct. Um, so you kind of become limited by the opinions. But when you open that view up again, again, you're connected to everything.
1: Hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah, I I've I felt like I switched jobs recently cuz I felt like I just could see the writing on the wall of where things were going to be. <laughs> and I remember we were sitting in the kitchen yeah. in the summertime and I said I think by this time next year I'm going to need a new job. It's true. And sure mm-hmm. enough, that time next year I was I was out looking, I was I had shifted, I had planned to have a new job ready when yeah, the job good ended. You're at
0: reading the future that way.
1: The far-sightedness is hmm. like how she how she phrased it.
0: Yes, omniscience.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that is so interesting. Hmm. But okay, so now let's tell us about your tapestry of creation. So you have these little gems, kind of dropped throughout that are are related to the gene key. But but tell us what else is inside your book
2: besides those? Yeah. So the book is really about like just grounding the truth in your body that you are creative because you exist and that, you know, you may have been conditioned or programmed to believe that only the select few can be artists in the world, but really you Mm. are an artist of life because you exist within life. So it goes Mm. through there's like eight different themes that are kind of interwoven together around like what it means to live creatively, how you can embrace more of your creativity and also the storyline and all of the art and the poetry like within your entire life. Um, And there's, you know, I go through your creative impulse and really connecting with that creative impulse and fire and then seeing the world as your muse tapping into divine synchronicity and your specific creative tempo and then we go into how creation is really like a spiritual practice how your creativity is liberating for all and and how to really tap into the depths of your humanness to use all of your energy and emotions creatively um, as well so there's a lot of different topics and themes covered that really all connect back to your creative impulse and how creative you are just because you exist in this world. Hmm. Mm.
1: If I were to, if I were to say, I pick your book up at, um, we have, we have this thing called, um, Barnes and Nobles uh, in the States. And maybe mm-hmm. I pick your book up there at Amazon and I, and I read and I'm fascinated. And then, I say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to seek this lady out. I'm, I'm in Australia uh, anyway. And, or I'm, i maybe I want to have an online relationship with you. And I, I reach out and I contact what's going to happen next. Like if we have a session and we, we, pre- we prepare and organize a session and make an appointment, what could I expect to happen? What's the first thing that you're going to say to me when I walk in the door?
2: Yeah. Well, I guess like the first thing I would say is to just get a kind of sense of what, like what you want, um, like what you're working on in life, what you feel like your challenges are, like what you actually really want to embrace and move into. And I have kind of three different buckets almost for like ways that I work with clients. Like there's solely focusing on the jinkies, there's the writing and self-publishing work, and then also um, just like one on one work, which is kind of more broad and and all encapsulating, but I would mm. say that like the the common comment I get from like every single client I work with in any three in any of those three is that they just feel more liberated and connected to their creativity. and I think what comes with that is having a higher sense of freedom, but also like holding more lightly to life, like not taking life and anything we're doing so seriously, that, you Mm. know, that is what creates the spaciousness and and the liberated energy to actually go forward in, like they can do whatever, whatever they want to do. Um, and sometimes Mm. there's some things to kind of untangle. So what I always want to get a sense of is like, what is tangled up in your sense of who you are in your creativity that kind of just needs to be unknotted and pulled out of there so that there is that spaciousness, um, for you to just actually just do what you really want to do in life.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm pushing my wife aside to make a comment. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I am a, I'm a, I'm a creative and I go into my studio and I make work that I really like and makes me quite, quite happy. And I'm really delighted with that work what happens for me, and I just—I just want to say, let's pretend that I'm in this room with you, and I've just walked in. And I have this uh, creative entanglement.
0: That's why you're the artist, because you have this playful innocence. So you're always tapped into that. Source. And so
1: I'm tapped into this thing, and I'm in that room. having a great time. And what I feel like the entanglement is for me is that historically through my life, that's been quite rich. And then everything outside of my house is like a closed door. Like it doesn't seem like I don't feel like I've ever had any kind of um, ability to to take what's locked in my room and get it outside of my room.
0: Like selling it,
1: you mean? I, I don't want to. I don't necessarily need to sell it.
0: <laughs> or do you mean just like psychologically? Like I, I feel you like you don't it's feel unba- rich I've, in other I'm areas. I'm asking
1: Rachel, but no, like
0: well, I'm exploring this. this well, I, I want to ask before. the professional, okay, but I'm. But I, I feel it like
1: <laughs> it's a, a desperately unbalanced. Is what I mean. From what, the how's inside isn't
0: filling the void. of You creativity? just stop
1: the inside and to outside. Feels very unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Is, is, now is that the kind of question that you would untangle?
2: yeah that is definitely like something to explore so so you create at home and it feels amazing in flow of the Mm. creative process but then there's are you saying there's this resistance to share it um like you don't want to take it out of the home
1: i i i i do want to i do want people to see it i do want to do the work it just feels like i'm i'm always sort of um Blocks in some way of getting it to a, a an audience, or or getting someone to to help me distribute it to an audience that could see mm-hmm. the work, or consume the work, or be enriched by it themselves.
2: Yeah. What is the art that you create? If you don't mind, sharing? I'm a painter.
1: I make I make little square paintings.
2: Yeah. So the first thing that I'm like kind of sensing here is that. It's almost like there's this, like this can be even linked to that shadow of opinion, but like this locked idea of like how it needs to be distributed because there's many ways you can share paintings. Like you can, um, like, you know, social media is one way. You can, Mm. you know, hire space in a gallery. Like there's so many things you can do yourself. Like is there a specific way that you want to share them or it's kind of like not knowing where to start? where's like the root of
1: this that's an amazing question because that's also where the kind of that the arrogance in my gene key is is that I have a very specific kind of gallery that I'm interested in the work being on their wall like say once Mm -hmm. a year 25 paintings and I want the gallery to take 50% of what's sold I want all of it to fucking sell And then I want to go back to my studio for the rest of the year and then let them take care of it. And I'm not really interested because of this arrogance in any other expression.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's amazing. That's like, yeah, that's that's a re- that 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 directly relates to the this little gene key that I pulled up on this website. That's that's kind of extraordinary.
2: Yeah, and yeah, so it's about like, can you like you have a very specific goal? It's like, can you hold that a little more lightly, and so that there is space. <laughs> Like there might be something that would be even better than that, that because you're so focused in on this one thing, you're not open to seeing it.
1: Oh, I feel my chest tightening.
2: (laughs) I can feel it. There's
0: the resistance. (laughs) Wow. But that's good. I'm having
1: a physical, visceral response to the notion of expanding my idea of what that would look like.
0: Yeah, it's good. Wow. That's, that's where the work is. That's where the
1: work is. Yeah. You can be trying to breathe or, mm. with that.
0: Yeah. Awareness, <laughs> is, awareness is the first step to change. Yeah. Just, yes. <laughs> hmm. I'm curious, Rachel, because you were an accountant in your first incarnation in mm-hmm. this life. And to me, that doesn't feel like a very creatively expressive occupation although I do oh, get a, creative a, with that's my a accounting bit, sometimes
1: that's a bit rude <laughs> no
0: but <laughs> but what we're talking about and what we have been talking about and and your book this tapestry of creation it's it's all sounds very like um you know mystical and like very mm-hmm. colorful and very creative and very right-brained and and artistic and like tapping into sort of higher intuition and wisdom and and is this tell us a little bit about your journey from accounting into like coaching and creativity.
2: Yeah, so this is something I talk a little bit about it in the book and I also explore the kind of transition journey in my first book that I wrote. So Like accounting, I do see accounting as being a like creative expression because like to me accounting is about deciphering the stories that numbers are telling, um, and that 's like one really? part of there's many different types of accountants you can be, but that 's always the type of accountant I wanted to be It was like more of a business advisor to like be able to look at numbers and tell the stories to understand the language like of business and something I talk about in my book is about um, Julia Cameron, who wrote the artist's Way has this concept of shadow artists who um, if you you kind of grow up not believing you're creative, you'll kind of do something adjacent or parallel to the thing that you really want to do to stay connected to that form of creativity but not like fully believe you can go into it yourself. And I think that Mm -hmm. was definitely the case for me in accounting because I was always – like I did accounting because, you know, I was good at it at school. I liked that. I was always good with numbers and I liked that kind of storytelling through numbers. But what I really wanted was to be in business. Like that was always kind of my goal. And I kind of had like that shadow artist, like go to the adjacent middle step. It was like, oh, I'll just be an accountant first so I can... Um, you know, connect more with business and then I'll do like what I really want to do. And as I was working as an accountant, so I started working while I was in my first year of university, I got a job as like, basically doing the work of a graduate accountant. And I really loved it when I was working part-time, studying part-time, doing like all these different things. But from when I started working full-time after I finished my studies, I feel like that's when I started to kind of feel really drained. And like to cut a kind of really long story short, I went to New Zealand Um, to work in our New Zealand office for five months in 2015. And I all of a sudden had all this space opened and I started reading a lot and I kind of stumbled upon all these like spiritual mindfulness, self-love type books. And it really kind of open this whole new world um so across like 2015 2016 and 17 I did my life coach training my yoga teacher training read probably hundreds of books and like all this other personal study while I was still working professionally as an accountant everyone was kind of like you're like why are you doing this like why are you suddenly <laughs> buying crystals and tarot cards and, and all this stuff yeah. um and then it was in 2018 that I was kind of like, yeah, like I've I've had enough. And it wasn't necessarily like like a lot of it was to do with the environment of the accounting I was in, but also that though like there wasn't I've always felt like I've been a very good problem solver and innovative person, even before I started using the word creative. Um, and I felt like there just wasn't a lot of space for that in the environment I was working in. And I was like, okay, like this is my time to actually have my business that I've always wanted to have. Um, And so I, I went into that and I started really focusing on like yoga teaching and, um, like doing coaching as well. And then it kind of really like evolved and transformed into all the work I'm doing now.
0: Amazing. That's quite the jump though. Did you feel any sense of like fear and trepidation Trepidation. going from a
2: job that has a lot of security, um, to running your own business? Definitely. Cause like I started working there when I, like I had just turned 18 and I was there for like, it was like seven and a half years. So it was like my whole adult life. I was very, you know, connected to the place and everyone I was working with. And definitely when I first started my business, it was definitely, um, like a downgrade in the amount of money I was making. Um, so it, (laughs) but I kind of, and I had this whole other thing like around the time at the time I decided I wanted to leave my job, I was in kind of this personal financial crisis. So I cleared all that up and then I kind of moved back in with family. I just, I made a lot of changes like to my finances and I was like, okay, like I'm secure. Even if I only make a few hundred a week from, I was also doing like a casual lecturing job. And I was like, even if I just make that um, I know I'll be fine. And I have a very mm. big supportive family. So I was like, I'll always have someone to sleep and food to eat. Um, <laughs> but I just need to do this. Cause it's like, it's more important to me to feel free and to enjoy my life than to me making money at this point. Um, but it was very important for me to like feel secure <laughs> before I yeah. kind of made that big leap. Um, but it felt very. I think it took a little while to kind of tra- fully transition. Um, like my nervous system was a bit fried after the very like stressful job I had. Um, but yeah, I, I I eased into it. I, I like I maybe even like still recovering in some ways. But mm-hmm. I feel very good and grounded about what I'm doing now.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it is always helpful when you're starting a business, especially, you know, one that's centered around spirituality or yoga or wellness creativity, you know, it's, it's really helpful to be in a space where you do have that sense of security. Otherwise Mm, it's really hard to like transmit (laughs) all of those things that you love, that you want to, you know, have a business built around to other people. If you're like yourself, like you say, functioning from a place where your nervous system is like under duress and, you know, it's not functioning optimally and it's hard to transmit wellness when you're not feeling secure or well or grounded.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, there's a, there's a, um, we have some of your materials here and there's a, there's a really beautiful sentence here that that I'd like to relates to what you were saying about numbers and that the, that the core of your work is storytelling you say that you work with gene Mm -hmm. keys to guide others into embracing their, their codes. And I I think that's, that's, um, I'm really fascinated by that, by that sentence about how that relates and that you're taking this kind of um, uh, schematic or, or, or design of, you know, being of using numbers to tell stories to now using these uh, gene keys to tell stories. I wonder if you could, you could talk more about, that and how you're being maybe fully expressed this way
2: yeah so so sorry just to clarify so like how <laughs> the numbers like how i'm still connected to numbers telling stories or just like using yeah, the gene to you, tell stories j- yeah that now you're
1: you're 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 doing the same th- you're um I more like, perfectly doing the the thing that you want to do which is Uh, Mm -hmm. storytelling, which is what you're saying is at the core of your work. Or
0: helping other people tell stories? Yeah. Tell their own stories or understand their stories?
1: Yeah, maybe that's my question. I felt like that was your question. Okay. But I
2: don't know. Yeah, well, okay, so (laughs) when I was... Tell us a a story, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you a story. (laughs) So when I was working as an accountant, I kind of always felt like I was like split into two people like there was the the you know let's say the professional accountant who was always you know dressed properly like professional polite um very efficient productive driven ambitious like and you know who was like very competent and and proficient and all of that but just like there was that And then there was like this other version of me who was very free, barefoot, my natural like curly hair um, and, you know, very spiritual and creative and had very different beliefs and opinions to the things that most people like I was working with was talking about. And it was, it's since I left my job, it's been like this, integration of those two different parts of me and kind of leaving behind the parts that aren't really like serving to who I am now and really integrating the parts that are still relevant to like what I want to be doing. And I think like a connection to numbers like is so important, um, just to like who I am, like I, and, and also being able to really like dive in deep and study things and research things is also, um, another really big part as well. So mm. it's like this reintegration of those parts. And I feel like that is also like a big part of, um, how I help people tell their own stories is to really like, you know, there's like this integration of parts we've of like lost pieces of ourselves we've left behind throughout our life, but it's also about really embracing the parts of ourselves that are like innate within us beyond any conditioning that we've experienced as well. Mm. Oh that's like that. lovely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Tell what what kind of what kind of innate parts? How would you how would you discover these lost aspects?
2: Yeah, well something that I love about the Keys is that I feel like it it lets us kind of get straight to the point. Like there's so much self-exploration we can do to experiment and play with different things. And I think that like a lot of it we do innately know that using a framework like the gene keys gives a new language to it. And mm. uh, like the gene keys isn't something that needs to put you into a box. Like you don't need to um you know it's not something to explore in a rigid way. It's something that opens wisdom and musings and revelations and insight within ourselves um so i feel like i love using the jinkies because it just helps me see someone like straight away and it cut like i do still love like being efficient um so it kind of cuts out like (laughs) that like time to kind of like trial and error and to really like think about it and it almost gives like this external validation but also the space to validate that um within ourselves, and I think like there's so many like this shadow work in a child healing work and and all of that can kind of help us see these lost pieces that we can retrieve um from ourselves so it's a journey and um it's a journey and can be explored in different ways
0: Mm. Yeah, I you know, like what that, the, the framework of the gene Keys because it kind of gives you a map, and then and then you get to
2: hmm.
0: um, explain or like ask questions around the map.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Was, you know something that that I find um, is I'll I'll just be sitting in the kitchen, you know, <laughs> whinging about something, and and suddenly I find myself you know in a life coaching situation with with Harmony. And uh I I tend to really push pretty hard back at that sort of um whatever the hell's going on when, when she's doing that. <laughs> do you ever do you ever find yourself in that position where you where you're you're kind of going through the gene key of of your of your uh romantic um partner and you and you're just like I'm I see I see their gene key expressing itself right now. Do you ever find yourself in that situation? <laughs>
2: uh, so I don't have a romantic partner, but just in like everyone in my life, like family, friends, like I tend to look up their gene keys profiles just because I'm just genuinely curious about it and what to know. But I also kind of like, I, I like to see their gifts, but I also kind of have this like, boundary that's around like I'm not going to dive into someone's shadow unless I kind of have their consent and you know their permission to do so because I don't want to hold someone like I definitely see people's shadows play out all the time because like I'm so aware of them but I also Mm -hmm. don't feel like this is something I did like in my early coaching days a lot. Like I would try to coach my mom or coach people who were complaining to me or like whatever about their life. But now Mm. I feel like, you know, I'm really, I feel like I'm a lot more clear and like, what my relationship is with certain people. And like, I am not my family or my friend's coach. Um, you know, there may be some times where I'll gently point something out and, you know, try to help them reframe. But, um, I think some people just need to like vent or talk about something or like, it's really about, I don't know, like feeling into the situation. And if if it's relevant, then I'll bring it up. But I don't want to kind of be that person that's like, oh, your jinkies, your jinkies. Cause I feel like I could relate <laughs> everything back to your jinkies, right. but I don't want to constantly yeah. be doing that. And I feel like especially because like the shadows can be a little confronting. Like, if someone's not really prepared, like at family gatherings or like events and stuff, like someone will be like, Oh, look up my jinkies. And it's like, I never really want to, I'll talk about their gifts, but I never really want to go too far into their shadows because sometimes people aren't really prepared for how much of a confronting mirror it may hold to them.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> perfect sense. And, you know, Harmony will do it occasionally. She will just sort of ask a question. And I kind of see her mm-hmm. coaching me, and I was like, "But we like let's keep let's keep you. this to a minimum, and I'll I'll take it yeah. on the chin." It's easy time. to sleep into. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just
0: ask you thought-provoking questions.
1: That's that's all. All I want to do is make portraits of people, but I don't like you know do that during dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell, I want to know about. Um, The role that nature plays in your own sort of like spiritual practices, in your own sort of evolution of connecting back to yourself, it it feels like um, nature has a really important role in your life.
2: Yeah, I feel like nature was really my first like connection to magic. Like my mind is constantly blown by how a seed turns into a giant tree that lasts hundreds of years and just like how butterflies exist and dragonflies and like how like the shell of a snail has like the exact golden ratio of like the spiral of the universe. Like it just like, I feel like I can't look at nature and not believe in magic. And nature Mm -hmm. is also something that's in like perpetual creation. It's like forever creating from itself. Um, and you know, then there's the kind of more like esoteric and spiritual connection to like Gaia, like the Earth goddess, and um, like I feel a very like deep connection. And I feel like nature, like is like sentient. Like nature loves us and supports us, but is also, um, you know, like it. Like there's all these notions around like saving the earth and whatever. But I think the earth is fully in control and like if if it gets to a point where it doesn't want us here like we won't we won't be here but we are here because nature wants us here and we are part of that ecosystem and and part of that like magical creative journey of nature and in in the book um i give there's like sacred symbolism within nature starts off every chapter and i go into like a very like the a romanticized view of like the process in nature for a lot of different Animals and and different things in nature
1: i I completely agree I, I feel like there's you know there's hospitable conditions for you know children to flourish um, and then there's the the fact of the universe you know pulling back into itself and and uh, the the earth being you know absorbed by the sun which is a you know a, a fact and reality of you know of our of our existence you know we're all um a billion years away from from um being extinct so i, I, I that's all natural and it mm-hmm. is and it is nature expressing itself in these kind of waves of of growth and retraction expansion
0: and retraction
1: expansion that's just what I said yeah. you, you know your growth and, and retraction so
0: but it, also the seasons and the cycles and the i lo- i yeah. think, I love that I think it is magic
1: and in the meantime we want our children to you know grow you know
0: Yeah. well, a billion years is a long time it's a
1: long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: and it's like with like another word for that expansion and attraction is like creation and destruction and then mm-hmm. rebirth like it's all part of the cycle of creation which is played out in nature always mm-hmm
1: yeah mm, yeah anyone that's spent a, a a morning with a child knows all about how long time can be <laughs> 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 Aww. Aww. Well, the days are long, but the years are short That's true he's twelve now our child's twelve yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been just fascinating i I'm glad uh, harmony were li- harmony and I were literally and I know that there are listeners at home might find this hard to believe, but we jumped on our phones, we pulled up the website. And we did all of this while we were talking to you. We, <laughs> we didn't. Like, we gotta pre, find out
0: about Gene We cheese. did
1: not pre-plan this at all. And it was absolutely <laughs> fascinating. And I just thank you so much for, for sharing this with us. What today. would you
0: say? Just like, I mean, we talked a little bit about the the life, um life's work, but is that sort of the defining thing, or is there something else that like is the main, like is it Purpose, or is there something My that evolution
1: sort of somebody
0: should know or focus on if they were looking at this?
2: Yeah, I would say if someone's looking at it for the, fir- the three places, so mm-hmm. the life's work is like what we're here to do in the world, it's our external expression in the world, and then our purpose at the bottom of the profile is who we are here to be in the world, it's our inner essence that gets to be expressed outwards. Um, into our life work so you can kind of connect them by like your purpose is your in essence and it's expressed through an external it's externalized by the gift of your life's work and then one other beautiful place like if you only have the time to look at one single sphere your sq is your spiritual intelligence but it's the energy of your heart it's like your pure inner child energy um and the the energy that always is emanating from your presence and in the sq the shadow is irrelevant because it's like that innocent inner child energy that you only have the gift there
0: Mm. Mm. that's amazing i'm just like so amazed at these different lines and um yeah, there's a lot of, of elements and details in there. Once you get in, <laughs> it really resonates. Though it's it's very interesting. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm a believer. I think maybe you should set up an appointment with <laughs> yeah. Rachel and have
1: a talk with her about your uh, your overview. Yeah, it'd be amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, have, definitely. My life purpose line for breath, rhythm.
1: Hmm. Good for you. Mm.
0: Yeah. And then my SQ, my li- line five, mentoring.
1: My uh, my purpose Amazing. is uh, uh, fluids.
0: <laughs> posture.
1: Oh, it's posture. Okay, <laughs> fluids. All
0: That's right. your line, <laughs> mine too. All
1: right.
0: That's incredible. I think this is so, so neat. And I would just love to, yeah hear more about how you work with people about sort of like actualizing these this information. So, so, so great.
1: Yeah. How could people find you? What's the, what's the, the best way to find you, Rachel?
2: Best place is definitely my Instagram at by Rachel white. And the link in my bio always has all the links to, to all my things. So I would love for anyone listening to come in, send me a message or connect with me on there. Um, yeah, so and,
1: you'll find uh, everything. Harmony stuff. and I did this on GeneKeys.com, which was awesome. And I would, I would recommend giving Ra- Rachel um, a ping and talk to them about your own, your own uh, profile, which comes up very quickly.
2: Yeah, I would love that.
1: Oh, and how can people find your book?
2: Yeah, so there is a link in my um, Instagram bio. So, like the web page for the book, it has. Um, there's an option to get a signed copy, but for people that live outside Australia, the shipping is um, quite a lot. So, there's also links <laughs> for Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Book Dispository, like all the online book places. Oh, right. if you'll um, find the book, and all the links are. You'll find it through the link in my bio on Instagram. Woo
1: awesome fantastic thank you
0: well thank you so much it was so wonderful to connect with you it was
1: super fun
2: yes yeah, yeah, let's bro. stay
0: connected
2: <laughs> definitely thank you so much for having me
0: thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Harmony with me your host Harmony Slater you can find out more information on my website harmonyslater.com and I look forward to connecting with you again soon